I can remember, maybe Dennis, uh, you can let me know if you remember, when you first heard the amazing words, all right, stop, collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new invention. Something grabs me, hold me tightly. Then I flow that a harpoon tape and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. <laughs> Turn off the lights. And I'll glow. No, I never heard that before in my to life. To the extreme, I rock a mic. Light up the stage. Yep. And wax yep. a candle like a chump. I don't know. They're going to call you Vanilla Jason. Vanilla Jason. Vanilla Jason. No, I remember those words. And we're, we're, we're making fun or make, having fun. Of this, in, you know, incredible song, just because of that phrase. Uh, all right, stop, collaborate, and listen. Fun fact. Listen. Fun, fun fact. fact. Fun fact. Vanilla Ice talks about. Sorry, I interrupted. But fun fact. <laughs> Vanilla Ice talks about having a 5.0. I had a Mustang convertible in high school, so you got to believe that I used to listen to Vanilla wow. Ice. You had to listen to Vanilla yes, Ice. Yes, with the top down. Yeah. I did not have a convertible, but I had a 1966 Ford Mustang. Woo! No joke. Nice. Turned 18. Took out a little loan, bought a 66 Mustang. You're one of those rich kids. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> that was not it. Well, today on the podcast, we are diving into the world, uh, the art of listening. How can we as communicators, because every one of us, we're communicators. It's not just people who stand on a stage or get behind a camera. It's every day in your relationships. It's every day when you're parenting. It's every day with your friendships. It's every day at work when you're doing presentations or you're sitting in meetings. We are all communicators. And one of the keys, the unbelievable foundations, is being a great listener. So today, let's talk about listening. Let's talk about listening. Because reality is, uh, your words matter. And this podcast exists because we want to encourage you to help you speak with people, not at them. And so we want to inspire you to breathe life in the people and not dismantle them with your words. So... So much a part of that is listening, listening. What comes to mind when you think of being a great listener, Dennis? Oh, man, there are quite a few like people that I can remember are really good at listening. But I think the, the most important thing that I think of is just in my own life, like yeah. I'm so bad at this. And I think I have got to get better at like just keeping my mouth shut. Cause I want to say like, even right here, right now, I'm like, Ooh, how can I contribute? How can I contribute? How can I contribute? And all of my mm -hmm. energy, mm -hmm. all of my mm -hmm. energy is building up into what I'm going to say. Right. And none of my energy is into like comprehending what people are saying so, absolutely so absolutely. i think those are the you know that's what comes to my mind is so keep much your mouth shut i think so many yeah so it's true and so many times we think of listening because we want to listen so we can fix something oh yeah you know let me let me give me your problem give me your problem and then i'm going to give you the answer or the solution or we can fix someone and so you know so much of what we consider conversation uh is like merely just interrupting each other you know it's like Hey, I, I just really need to talk to you, but it's like boom, 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 boom. A couple of podcasts ago, we had a friend of the podcast, Dr. Tom Rundell on. And years ago, I remember sitting down with him and I asked him what he thought listening was. And he said, uh, listening is to keep company with someone. Listening is to keep company with someone. Like, maybe like a cooler, hipper way, uh, even though pause. Uh, yesterday, I was standing around with my 18-year-old, 18-year-old girlfriend, 20-year-old, 22-year-old, and they said a, a phrase that I had never heard of, um, and I was like, I don't, I don't know, what, I don't even know what you're talking about. And they're like, Dad, it means to leave. And I was like, Why don't you just say to leave? 
you know. Anyways, was it? I'm gonna bounce. It wasn't a bounce. It was like um, I'm gonna jet. What was it? Dipping. I'm dipping. I'm dipping. I'm dipping. I'm so old. I'm so old because <laughs> dipping in my years meant something I totally mean, that's, something that's when else. you put something in your yeah, lip, right? It was and, uh, like chewing tobacco you and all that. So pocket and you put it in there, right there. And... So weird, yeah. Except like back in the day, I used bubble gum or, or what was big the... league chew. Big yes. league chew. Anyways, we're getting off topic. Oh boy. To to keep company with someone is like I'm tracking with you. I'm tracking with you. Like I am like walking in step with you, and we can feel that a lot in our relationships. When we know that somebody is like walking in step with us, we're like, okay, I can call them day or night, anytime, because I know that they're they're going to be tracking with me. They're up to date on my life. They know what's going on. And so that's what happens. And so l- learning to listen well doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. It requires discipline, effort, intentionality. But you get better with time if you work on it, if you work on it. And so that's, that's the hard part. Like, how are we going to work on it? Because being a better listener hangs, like, not on just, like, one conversation, but developing patterns and habits in every conversation. Yeah, and it's, it's super hard now because we're, we're pulled. I heard this today. Somebody was saying, I get pulled in so many directions. And I thought, man, if that does not define my life, I don't know what does, right? right. Like, I get pulled in so many directions. So it's hard to be walking with this person and tracking with them. And then in this situation, tracking with this person and tracking here and tracking there. So you're getting pulled. So basically you can't really be 100% in everything because there's always so many other things that are going on balls in the air. You know, you could use so many different analogies, but um, reminds me of a quote by um, Jim Elliott, Mm. Jim Elliott missionary to Ecuador a long time ago. Um, He said one time, wherever you are, be all there. Wow. And so, like in conversations, where if you're in this wow. conversation, yeah, be all there. Be all if there. you're in a conversation with your wife, be all there. If you're in a conversation with your kids, be all there. And one of my major things that I can't do is most of the time be all there. Right, right. And we talked about that a couple of podcasts ago. Yeah. Just with the basics of communication, like just sitting down, like this whole process of sitting down over coffee. Although this is not coffee, it's like water with like some type of sugar-free drink in it. Just to be honest, but. But how, how can we be all there? Uh, there's an old proverb that says, answering before listening is both stupid and rude. <laughs> like, wow. Okay. Like, I, yeah. I've never heard a proverb with stupid in it. I'm maybe, saying. Maybe it's an Irish proverb. Probably. It's Irish. Uh, so let's kind of dive into the idea of why is listening so important. Like, okay, come on. I mean, I think we know that like somewhere in us, but then if we were to actually do like a, a pure inventory of our listening skills, or if we were to sit down with our kids or our spouses or our, you know, coworkers, you know, would those inventories even come close to each other? That would be interesting. Um, why is listening so important? A couple thoughts. One, listening builds trust. It mm-hmm. just really does. Mm-hmm. I mean, communication builds trust like across the board, even if it's bad communication. Even if it's bad communication. Uh, years, years ago, we, uh, our family had uh, a ton of medical um, problems, and the medical bills just piled up. And so we had medical bills upon medical bills upon medical bills, and the phone calls were just, like, coming nonstop. And I'll never forget, one of my mentors sat down, and they're like, I know you don't want to answer those phone calls, but answer the phone calls. And even if it's bad news, you can't, you, you tell the person who wants the money for the medical bill, 
that you don't have it all, at least give them something. Because even if it's bad or good, communication still builds trust. And so at least, you know, you're, you're, yeah. you're talking, you're having that conversation. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a reason why we say I felt heard, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah. even if that person wasn't really listening, at least I want to at least give the impression that I've, you know, I want to felt, I want to feel heard no matter what. Yeah is happening like it, like that person may not even really be paying attention but i want to at least feel like i'm being heard because exactly that important but yeah build trust is is huge building trust and it would be interesting to look at like history you know the last <clears throat> i mean last oh my goodness i mean 25 years i mean communication has gone light years before you know of where it was the previous 500 years i mean and so has 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 the the, the ability of us wanting to be heard has that grown because of the rise of social media and internet and website and all that kind of stuff because a hundred years ago did the random joe you know random worker guy did he want to be heard as much as we do nowadays or is it is has that not changed or has it changed you see what i'm tracking yeah 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 i don't know that's a good question that would be interesting but listening builds trust and we've all been a part of relationships or uh, workplaces or, you know, wherever we're at, where we go, okay, man, I really know what's going on, or I really don't know what's going on. And so, why is listening so important? It builds trust. Uh, two, uh, listening reduces misunderstandings. I don't know if you've ever been a friend, like on the other side of friends, or you've been a boss on the other side of employees, where... You know, one employee comes to you about this problem and then another employee comes to you about this problem and you're like, this would all be done if you two just talked or if you just communicated, you know, communicate the plan fully. It would just reduce the misunderstanding. Yeah. Family stuff is big time that happens, right? Like, like I'm not not airing any family dirty laundry or anything, but, but you know, I mean, it's a hundred percent of the time. It's like, did you talk to them? No, I just no, want to. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, I just wanted to complain to you, and you're like, okay. Well. Or it like it starts the thing when you're like, did you see Aunt Giselle's post? Like, what do you think she's trying to say through that? I don't know, you but know? Uncle Tom better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> and when it hits a little too close oh, to home, man. So listening builds trust, reduces misunderstanding. Listening helps eliminate conflict. Conflict. Well, yeah, I think it's kind of the same as the second one. Yeah. Reduce misunderstanding. Misunderstanding leads to conflict. So there you're fighting with each other over something that really isn't right. even isn't even really an issue. Not it's at all. It's like a made up thing that because you didn't communicate correctly right. or you can't resolve it. Like right. Sometimes it's like an easy thing to fix. Yeah. Well, that's an easy fix. Yeah. But you think it's a big a big deal. Right. And you think you think about how many nights people lose, how many how many hours of sleep people lose over conflict. Conflict with their spouses, conflict with their kids, their parents, whoever. You know, I mean, you think about all that conflict. If you could trace it back to just communicate, you know, take the step in the very beginning to either communicate that good news or bad news or what you're thinking or what you're not thinking. I mean, that's that's difficult. I can remember um, years ago, I was offered a job in Chicago. We lived in Detroit. And just the thought of telling my parents, I was like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, you know, like, because, you know, we had grand, they had grandkids, and it'd be hard, and even though it's not that far, we knew they would love us and support us, but it was like, oh, even the thought of, like, <laughs> telling them that, but communication helps with that process. So it builds trust, it reduces misunderstandings, eliminates conflict. Listening encourages empathy. Ooh. 
Empathy's huge. Yeah, I think it goes down to that I felt heard. Exactly. I felt heard. I feel like that person knows what I'm thinking about. I feel like they know what I'm feeling. They're putting themselves in my shoes. So therefore, their decisions are going to be, be made, hopefully, with my best interest in mind, right? Like, right. That's not always the case, but that's, you know, at least they know how I feel about the situation so that I can, you know, so that they can help me resolve that situation. Right. That's what empathy kind of does. Empathy, sympathy, all that stuff that moves you to action based on how somebody else is feeling. And it's, that's why empa- the, the part of empathy that's so important is just this face-to-face Sit down. Because if you're purely communicating with someone over a phone or an email or through these, you know, Facebook posts that you're talking about the situation, you're going – it that's just going to keep it going and going until you sit down face-to-face. And then you can really, like, be empathetic because then you can hear their heart. You can see their heart. You can empathize with them. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you ever worked with middle schoolers. I'm sure you have. Uh, but most of the time, they're a little difficult. They're a little bit difficult. But as soon as you start sitting down and talking and listening to them and hearing all of the stuff that's going on deep down, then you understand why they act the way that they act. And so Absolutely. then you can actually, uh, you know, not just deal with all these symptoms on the outside, but help them with the actual issue. You know, oh, well, my mom and dad are going through this or my mom and dad are doing yep. this or I've got all this pressure at school or I'm being bullied. And you don't even know that. You just you don't think even the know. kid's just a and, jerk. And, and in 2022, like, I, I can't even imagine being a middle school student. Like, we didn't – when I got bullied in 1988, I didn't have to worry about it being all over Instagram and the comments going like crazy. You know, I didn't have to take the bullying home. I mean, I guess it came home with me. But – you know, I went home and it was like, okay, they're they're off in their homes, and I wasn't going to hear from them until I saw them at school again. And now it's like, if I turn on social media and all that kind of stuff, because a lot of times parents like, I, we can talk about this in a future podcast. But I talk to so many parents who talk to their middle schoolers like they're some alien, and I'm like, no, 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 just talk to them like they're a normal human being. They got all this stuff going on. You just got to remember that like their bodies, their minds, everything is growing so rapidly. That, you know, sometimes if you ask them, you know, why did you do that? And they say, well, I don't know. It was honestly probably the truth because they probably didn't know because so many things are happening in their body and their growth. And so it's just, it's just, empathy is so incredibly important. Communication helps with that. And I think lastly, it builds trust, reduces misunderstanding, eliminate conflict, encourages empathy, and it deepens your friendships. Oh, yeah. It deepens your friendship. I mean, there are some friends that you have, right, that you will, you you know, you won't talk to for months. And the next time you talk to them, it's like you picked right back up. But for the most part, most friendships, I mean, they need communication like we need oxygen. I mean, or communication is the oxygen to our friendships. And so how can we keep up with them? The problem is you you can't keep up with everybody as much as you can. And so how do you pick and choose and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think true. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, obviously your family, you've got your family, you're over there going, okay, I need to listen yep. every single day. I need to know what's going on in my kids' lives. You know, I mean, yeah, it's, it is hard. It is hard, but you know, I don't think you have to be 100% in everything that everybody's always doing either. No, you no. Know? Listening. Yeah. Oh, gosh, listening is so key. I was remembering a bunch of years back, uh, um, I haven't done a great job over the years listening to my wife. So 
Uh, we were at a friend's house. And, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> and we were moving. We're helping my friend move. And at the very end of the move, the friend says, hey, do you guys want this couch? And I'm like, no, I don't want the couch. Where are we going to put the couch? And my wife's like, yes, let's take the couch. And I'm like, oh, like, what are we going to do with another couch? You know, I, I just can't. I can't deal with this. Like, what are we going to do? And so we took the couch. And it wasn't only a couch. It was a, like the kind that had the bed in it. Oh, no. So it was like the super heavy. Is this why you have a bad back? Oh, this is. <laughs> so we, we, we get it in the back of the truck. And my kids are little at this point. I mean, they're like, oh, my gosh, eight, six, and four or something, maybe nine, five, and four. I don't know. They're young. And so we get the, the couch in there. And I think most human beings, when they put the couch in the back of the bed, uh, in, the, in the bed of the truck, they would have just put the couch in and slid it all the way in and then tied it all up. I, though, I was like, I don't want, I want to put the, the truck um, uh, door up, you know? The tailgate? So the tail, thank you. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> the, truck, the truck door. I'm tracking. I'm walking with you here. I'm listening. Door. I'm listening. The tailgate. So I put the truck, I, I put the, the couch in, and then I, I, I lift it up, and then I close the tailgate. And I'm like, oh, man, that's like shooting out the back. So then I turn the couch. So it's like. It's like, you know, this way in the truck bed, but it's sticking out that way. And I'm like, okay, I can tie this down. You know, it's going to be absolutely fine. Not a problem. So we get in this truck. I brought it from a buddy. It's me and my wife. Actually, it's a giant like F-250 or something. So it's me and a kid and then my wife and then three kids in the back seat. And at the time, our youngest, Zach, was giving me like a whole play-by-play, you know, through the whole thing. And so... We're driving down the road, and he's like, Dad, the truck's moving. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, no, the couch is the moving. Couch, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is not a problem, man. Like, the, the couch is going to move, aerodynamics. Like, I'm Dad. Like, I, I'm a man. I'm not know? listening to you. Yeah. yeah I, like, now, before we, you know? before we left, my wife was like, hey, here's what you should do. And I was like, uh-uh. Okay, again, I went to the, like, I know what to do, right? I'm a very, it's in my DNA. I'm a very <laughs> smart individual. <laughs> So we're driving down the road, we hit a bump, and Zach's like, Dad, no, the couch is bouncing. And I'm like, Zach, trust me, man. Like, I, I'm, your, I'm your father. Like, I can do this. I build things with my hands, or at least I call my dad to build things with his hands for, for our house. So finally, we're driving down the road, and he's like, Dad, it's jumping, it's jumping, it's jumping, it's bouncing, it's bouncing. And I, I go to turn around to look as he, like, gets to, like, a crescendo of, like, worry. And he's like, Dad, the couch took off. It's flying. And we hit a bump, and it just it came right out of my ties, and it just whoosh, like flew out. And I look in the rearview mirror, and I see this couch like flying. And I kid you not, like it opens the couch bed, <laughs> opens up, and it lands in the middle of the road. And then like the couch bed pillows fall on it. And so we we pull over. There's no cars coming, thankfully. We get out, you know, and the boys are like, "That was so awesome!" And then my daughters were like, "You really should have listened to mom." And then I was like, hey, Trey, can you help me put it back into the, into the bed of the truck? And she's like, absolutely not. Like, you didn't listen the first time. Like, I'm not going to. I mean, listening, right? I, kind of a longer, funnier story. But listening is so incredibly important. I mean, it's just, it's just so important. That's true. Uh, yeah. there's, I think there's some questions you can ask yourself uh, to find out if you're a good listener or not. Okay. Okay. This is like a test. This is like a test. It's like a uh, on like Seventeen magazine. It's like, it's like <laughs> yes. Ways to find out if yes. you're a good listener. Yes. Here we go. Question, Question number one: uh, Do I cut the other person off a lot during the conversation? 
I think there's a good way or bad way to cut people off. Right. But are you like are you continually that interrupter? You know. Like yeah, through. I think it depends on what you're interrupting with. That's true. Clarifying questions. That's true. Those are okay sometimes. Right. But if it's like, oh, I got to tell you about that, you know, like, okay, yeah. question number one, question number two, uh, am I always trying to finish their sentences? Like, I just won't let them finish anything. No, it's not, it's not bad, like, when you get to that, like, deep relationship part when, like, you're finishing each other's... Sandwiches. Ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> we were so close, Dennis. We were so close. Wait, I, that's, that, was a, that was a reference to Frozen. Uh, it's in the store in the in the song. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's been a long time since I've seen Frozen. Yeah, daughters. You know. Yeah, you know. Um, and I think maybe another question is like, do I do I ask the question, but don't wait for them to respond? Have you ever been in a conversation like that, and you're like, <laughs> you interrupt, you ask the question, and then you don't give them enough time to respond, so then you tell them what they should actually be thinking. Yes, yeah. yes. I have somebody that's in my life that will ask a question and then doesn't even give me a chance to respond, and then goes and talks about something completely different. Right. It's so frustrating. So you got to take notes to come back to them. Yeah, to you're like, like hey, why'd you even ask me that question? Here's you didn't really want to answer. Right. You just wanted to talk about something else. Anyway. There's a proverb that says, careful words make for a careful life. Careless talk may ruin everything. Careless talk. When I think of careless talk, I, th- I think that that could be part of that that bad listening part, where I'm like, I'm not thinking through, like how careful my words are. I'm not thinking through, okay, let them finish. We've talked about this on the podcast before, you know, this eighty twenty rule, like, you know, they t- they talk eighty percent of the time, we talk twenty percent of the time, you know, which is like a given a give or take back and forth. Mm. But you know, the careless talk, it's like, okay, I got I got to really, my words matter so much that I've got to really choose them really well. Because it is, it's just astounding how unbelievably hurt we can get through careless words. I mean, relationships can be ruined. Uh, I mean, things can, I mean, relationships can break apart. I mean, things can be dismantled and die just from careless words. Mm. It's like, shoo. Yeah, sometimes I talk too much. Every time we have this podcast, I think, oh, man, I probably talk too much. Yeah. But if we if we both didn't talk very much, then it would kind of be a boring podcast. No, no, I'm not talking about the podcast. Just in life in general, oh. I talk too much. I'm like, I, I know, I me too. Like quiet down a little bit, talk less, listen more, me smile too. more. Because by no means are we experts at all. We're just trying to like elevate the importance of healthy yes. communication. Yeah. So in our lives, which is awesome because it's like, okay, it, we're like put on display you know, as we're having conversations with oh, our yeah. kids or... Yeah, and we listen to the podcast every week. Right. Whether we want to or not. Maybe sometimes four times a week. I mean, and so, we so gotta it's get top some... of mind for us. We, we... <laughs> it's, it's top of mind. We right. got to get there. All right. Let's talk about a few listening practices. Okay. A few listening practices. All right. These are some things that are going to help you become a better listener. Uh, uh, I mean, we've talked about this before, but you look the person in the eye. We're looking. Gotcha. We're looking. Gotcha. You don't have to stare him down, but you don't <laughs> blink, want blink every once in a while. That's right. You don't want to do the Jim Halpert to Dwight Schrute thing where you like stare at the top of their forehead, <laughs> <laughs> and then the other person's like, "Look me in the eye. Look yeah, me in yeah, the yeah, eye." Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's so important. Like your 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 whole body presence, everything it, it communicates. Okay, I'm. I'm I think there's a connection you feel. Yes. Well, you know, you know when you've looked in the eye enough, or whenever you're making that person uncomfortable because you're staring them in yes. the eyes, or when you're not looking enough and you're distracted. Yes. You know that you can yeah. feel that con- con- connection. I think another practice. I think appropriate touch. Appropriate touch. 
You know, uh, <laughs> sometimes I have conversations with people at Panera, and I'm like, okay, we need to put a buzzer on, you know? So they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> but sometimes, you know, there's like that, you know, especially if someone's pouring something out or if there's a, you know, a You know what where, annoys me? Oh. There's a, there's, a, there's a touch that annoys me. It's whenever somebody is like, Oh, you know what? And they like they like patch you. They do the the flash they, patch because they've got like something important that they yeah. think is really super important to tell you, yep. and they like do the tap. And I'm like, please don't tap me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think that's an inappropriate touch. It's not yeah. really inappropriate, but I don't like it. I love that. But yeah, think. Uh, I think another practice are um, think of some questions that aren't just the same old bland. How are you? You know, I mean, how are you is, is a fine question, but, you know, are there, are there better questions to ask that, that can help you dive into their story a bit more? Because so much about listening is about learning their story. Because when you learn someone's story and then you refer back to their story, I mean, that's when somebody really feels heard. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, wait a minute, you remembered that my mom was sick or you remembered that story when I was in the fourth grade and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's when your relationships flourish at a... And an unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I don't say many things that I'm like, oh, wow. You know, I'm not the smartest guy. In the-. But I wish we had like a button where I could press where it was like, ah. Like that was, that was a decent one. <laughs> that was one. a good one, yeah. Because when we, when we'll we remember people's stories, I mean, that's, that's, a, huge, that's a huge part uh, when we could do that. Uh, I, I think another practice is it's okay sometimes to be silent with each other. There doesn't always have to be like tons and tons and tons, you know. Like give it a second. Let the relationship, you know. Yeah, I think there's something to be said. I mean, there's a thing that we always talk about, ministry of presence, mm. just being with somebody. Yep. And sometimes you don't even know, like like you said before, we don't listen because we want to fix. So we feel like we have to have something to say. And I've got a whole thing that I could talk about, about like dumb things that Christians say, like when people are going through oh, yeah. bad problems yeah. and they're like, yeah. oh, well, you know. God helps those who help themselves. And you're like, that's A, that's not even in the Bible. And B, it's bad advice. Like, yep. so like, just, yep. you don't have to always have an answer. Yeah. It's okay. Hang in there. It's You'll, okay to be quiet. Kind of yeah. Stuff. Like, yeah. God, all things work together. Yeah. Like, don't say that, please. Absolutely. All the time. Absolutely. I mean, those are some real simple practices. I think the other one, I would highly recommend going to scienceofpeople.com. We'll put it in the... In the show notes, uh, Vanessa Van Edwards, she's written a, 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 like three or four amazing books on relationships. And I'll, I'll put a link to some incredible questions that you can ask uh, when you are. I mean, just incredible. Like questions you can ask an introvert, an extrovert friend, questions you can ask an introvert friend. I mean, it's just absolutely huge. Because like as I parent each of my kids, the, the questions that I ask my 22-year-old are different than the ones I ask my 20-year-old. Because a 22-year-old's an extrovert, 20-year-old's an introvert. You know, I'm not going to ask the introvert, you know, like the same, like I got, I want to think through those questions. And so a great practice is having great questions in your arsenal. Uh, before we leave, uh, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he had this great quote, listening can be a greater service than speaking. Hmm. Listening can be a greater service than speaking. It's so hard for all of us because we're communicators. We want to talk. We want to talk. We want to get it. But, but this whole podcast was basically hopefully challenging you to go, okay, hey, how, how can I look at my life as a listener and how can I do a better job with doing that? Yeah, we all can use that. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of Speak With People. We hope that you were encouraged. We hope that you laughed. We hope that you were inspired to use your words really, really well because words matter. And we hope that this was a time that will help you become a more effective communicator in your day-to-day life. Don't forget to check out thespeakerconference.com. March 21 to 23, we'll be here before you know it. We absolutely can't wait for this conference. If you deliver presentations for work, if you speak from a stage, if you influence from behind a camera, you want to become a more effective, empathetic, uh, captivating communicator, join us in Clearwater Beach. Two and a half days. Go to the website, check it all out. And thank you so much for sharing this podcast with your friends. It's really like the best uh, uh, marketing we could ever do or ask because if, if you, if this is helping you, please share it on social media, text it to your friends and family. And that would be a giant help for us as we encourage people to use their words wisely. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. Bye.